Welcome to Rugged Rants, a tough and yes, maybe at times bold conversation on the future of innovation and what we can expect as work changes. I'm your host, Susan Campbell. Today's episode is about an upcoming Operation Convergent Response event, which is co-hosted by Verizon. Our guest today, I'm delighted to have Tammy McLean, a program manager for strategic initiatives at Verizon, join us. Tammy's going to share how cutting edge technologies can help responders contain damage, reduce property loss, and most of all, save more lives. Sounds like a thrill a minute. Welcome, Tammy. <laughs> well, yeah, we see it as a thrill, uh, but it's also very meaningful, impactful to our uh, to our attendees and even our exhibitors. So thank you for having me. Oh, it is our pleasure. It's an amazing thing that you've uh, put together here. A little birdie tells me that this came out of an idea you had. Why don't you take us back to the very beginning? Uh, how did Operation Convergent Response come together? Um, I guess this is the third year. So take us back a few years. How did how did we get started here? It did come together. It, it started out as uh, my visit to a, a Verizon EBC where I saw a video that uh, encompassed a few things that were near and dear to my heart. One was uh, technology, which I've always been interested in and uh, always had a hand in some way or the other. Um, but it was also a, a representation of an activity that had taken place in New Orleans during Hurricane Katrina. Uh, used a lot of technology, innovative technology that may not have even been available to the um, you know, uh, uh, community at wide, but was being used to to um, help uh, drive some communications efforts there. And I'm from the New Orleans area. And then, uh, you know, my family was affected in Hurricane Katrina. I know what it's like to be a part of a, you know, a, a disaster of that proportion. Um, and then uh, this was also took place at a, at a training facility in Mississippi that my dad went to every year, uh, once a month every year as it as a National Guardsman. He was both an airman and a National Guardsman, which now is also near and dear to my heart because my son is an airman as well. But um, that said, it was it was very impactful to me. And I thought, my, my goodness, if we could do this and film it uh, for uh, professionally, then we could use that in our trade shows, our events, you know, use it as a, as a tool uh, to show how technology actually does uh, help turn the tide in, in crises. So um, we were able to, we were going to go back to that training facility and, and perform uh, this, you know, just re-film re, uh, this, this uh, activity. And uh, some connections were made with the Guardian Centers. Uh, and, and that connection led to another connection with another company who was already doing what was the OCR 2017 that we did. We came alongside that company, which was Ajax Technologies, uh, and then brought along uh, Nokia as well. Uh, and we uh, all three together did um, OCR 2017. Uh, that was a, a less formal um, uh, experience than what we have today. Well, I cannot imagine having been through the um, Katrina event disaster uh, from a firsthand basis. I know just traveling to New Orleans years after Katrina and maybe a year and a half after and just still seeing the devastation and just watching the coverage as it happened on TV, that had to be quite an inspiration for you to pull this together. And it sounded like um, 
you were guided into exactly the place you needed to be to meet the right folks and to, to build on that. So um, tell us about how the Guardian Center came into play and I guess is now the location in Perry, Georgia, where you're hosting uh, OCR. So the Guardian Center is one of the um, law enforcement um, personnel or the military personnel who was enacting that original video. Um, They had started working at the Guardian Centers, which at the time was just a few years old. So the Guardian Centers is a first responder training facility. It is a phenomenal place, um, not only physically and what you can see there, it's it's well over 800 acres of uh, property, but the, the personnel that they have uh, running uh, the Guardian Centers are all uh, former military, former law enforcement, former uh, crisis management leaders with certain disciplines. Um, they may have been in the Air Force. They may have been leading FBI efforts. I mean, there's a lot of uh, great disciplines there, and they're a small company, uh, but they they work big. And when we got there for OCR 2017, um, it was amazing, the facility that this group of entrepreneurs had built only a few years before uh, and that uh, we were able to utilize. And, it, it, you know, they say location, location, location. And this is absolutely um, what we were, um, what, what solidified our relationship with Guardian Centers was because they do have a, a professional personnel. They have... Um, Besides the, the the facility itself and the cityscape that they have, which is purposely built for first responder training activities, um, they their personnel. Uh, it's all about safety, but all about training and making sure that that uh, first responders of all kinds, crisis management leaders, can effectively plan for and then be ready uh, to, um, you know, to attend to the crises that, that are a part of their, uh, their lives. I mean, not everybody is going to have a Katrina. Not everybody is going to have a complex terror, but they may have something else that, that we can help them with. And the Guardian Centers is a great format. Right. So your format there, you create very realistic crisis scenarios and uh, allow the attendees to experience that so it's an experiential learning more so than, you know, PowerPoint in a conference room or a classroom. So talk about that realistic nature of what you create there and how having that immersion really helps the first responders. So when we all gathered for OCR 2017, um, it we all just went basically to the cityscape and saw these scenarios. We participated in them. We had first responders enacting them. Uh, and then we had about 30 technologies that act and, and companies that came in and showed and demonstrated their technology. Um, it was a very um, austere environment, as it always is. But uh, what happened at the end of the, you know, six or eight hours that we were um, going through those scenarios is I had a lot of feedback from our attendees and from those tech companies that participated, as well as our internal folks at Verizon and at uh, Nokia and Guardian Centers. We want to know more about this technology. We want to see these actions, you know, the scenarios or live use cases start and end so we can kind of see a 
you know, a finish to them. Uh, the way we did them on in 2017 is they started at 8 a.m. in the morning. They went all the way to when they were done. Uh, so now we we basically put them inside of, of a play uh, with scenes and say, okay, at this time, this is going to happen, this time, this is going to happen, et cetera, so that the, the attendees get a story. What a great idea. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's so, that's so, um, so fascinating to take that feedback from the customers and, and really um, encapsulate it into scenes, as you describe. It's like kind of like living in a movie, but it helps you get the lesson more quickly, I would imagine. And, and the, the, our objective is not, you know, I, I look at these live use cases as a way to draw people in. Uh, to give them that visceral reaction that they need um, to really get their minds thinking about crises uh, before they occur. And then our objective is to demonstrate how this technology can actually help them be ready, respond, recover, and rebuild from a crisis. So that's, um, you know, where we've, we've kind of moved everything from 2017 was just response uh, into, um, you know, that full life cycle. But the other things that we heard from our attendees and our exhibitors alike is they wanted to be able to communicate with one another, to collaborate with one another. One of the things that I'm most proud about OCR, that and this happened organically, it's not, you know, anything that I've done, is when you're there, it is like you are inspired to do more, to learn more, to do solve those complex challenges that we talked about. Um, attendees told me, look, I wish, you know, I had had more time to just spend with this technology provider. I could have known how to address a certain issue. For example, that same year, 2017, was when that fire happened uh, on the interstate in, in Atlanta, shut down, I think, you know, their, several of their major interstates for a long time, you know, because they couldn't attend to this fire, or, you know, emerge, you know, couldn't get people in there. Well, then they saw that they could use drones, you know, common operating pictures. There was all sorts of things they could have done. So knowing that and then knowing that our also our exhibitors, this is this is I have two clients. I have my attendees and I have my exhibitors and my exhibitors love to talk to one another. We've had our exhibitors um, um, network with one another and create use case based solutions based on what they learned at OCR. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's like real live product development, sort of organic, you know. Um, yeah, uh, that's wild. Well, it's amazing because when you put something in front of someone that's not a PowerPoint, that's not, you know, let me show you my other piece of collateral here, um, where where there's a there can be a disconnect in your understanding from that PowerPoint or that piece of paper. When you put something in front of them that that's really live and spells it out in a you know realistic way, um, their their minds are opened uh, for anything else to to kind of uh, you know resonate as well. So I like to look at OCR as a thought provoking uh, arena, which has opened up this year. We we have OCR talks and we're doing a lot to help educate as well as to demonstrate this technology. Um, um, when you say this technology, like give me a few examples. What kind of technology are you 
um, deploying during these stimulations or even exhibiting there? I mean, what's the what's the role that technology is playing in this crisis management scenario? So technology is the role, basically. It's like what what we're doing is to demonstrate technology. And we have over a uh, hundred and I think we got about 127 technology solutions that we are actually utilizing today uh, for this this year for OCR. I'm, I'm going to take a look through my, my list. Um, so, of course, we're always going to have remote network. Uh, one of the reasons for OCR from the beginning was to show how you could communicate and collaborate in an austere environment, which goes back to that very first uh, video I told you about uh, uh, being in Katrina. Uh, it was no different for first responders than it was for us in the community. I couldn't connect with my family members. I could not call them on a landline. I couldn't call them on a cell phone. Uh, it was it was very distressing because you know we also couldn't get to one another. Uh, but this was the same case with first responders. They couldn't get to victims. They couldn't not a victim couldn't call nine one one or let's call them a survivor. It's, uh, victims are not you know survivors are the ones that are you know on those roofs and um, you know like it, it it's it is really frightening when you're in that position. And and I'm not saying first responders are necessarily frightened, but their job and they want to, their desire is to get to the people and get them what they need, get them out of those getting get them out of those crisis situations. Uh, right. So what we what we've done is we've we've found collaborative tools. They're called common operating pictures. We've got drones with with um, uh, uh, sensors on them, with cameras on them that you can send into austere environments instead of your people to assess where people, other people are, where damage is, or whatever the case may be, so that you can quickly assess what's going on as a commander and then deliver uh, what commands that you need to give to make sure that your response is is, is proper um, and that everyone is as safe as they can be, also rescued as quickly as they can be. Uh, but that's also, you know, how do you, how do you secure, we do cyber as well. So this year we're going to do a virtual reality um, experience in our cyber attack on critical infrastructure. How do you secure your networks? And now if you're if you are compromised with ransomware attacks, what do you do about that? Um, so we've got technology around that. Of course, we've got um, uh, uh, drones and we have cameras and we have um, sensors. I'm trying to look at something that's a little different um, that that might be more. We've got you know radiological detection, uh, hazmat um, technology. Yeah, I I can imagine that year over year, the technology list grows and changes, uh, you know, 12 months seems like a long time and technology land, it's probably like 32 minutes, but, um, you know, talking about using drones or talking about um, virtual reality, you know, I doubt you were thinking of those things back in 2017 when you started. Yes. And we always, I mean, our, our, my, the program that kind of operation convergent response falls up under is called Verizon Response Innovation. And we are always out looking for new technology um, that can um, assist our public and private 
sector um, leaders when they when they need to solve complex challenges. I mean, it's, there's so much out there. Uh, it's a new. I, I don't think there's any other. I, I hate to call us a show because it's not really a show, but we're we're out looking for technology. Um, it's an experience um, to to solve problems, and it, it we we. We come up with these crisis management themes, and then we look for technology that could help in that crisis management life cycle I mentioned. Um, and 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 key to that is communication. Key to that is you know what what sort of network do you have? And in an austere environment, it takes a lot of collaboration to make that network come to life. Uh, and you'll see for us, we have, it's not just Verizon, it's Verizon and uh, about 20 other remote uh, network uh, providers uh, that come alongside us to build a network to support something like this. In a deployed environment, um, we may not need something as robust as will be demonstrated in OCR uh, this year, but at the same time, we're giving um, our attendees the ability to see how something like that comes together. Uh, so when you're deployed, and we've done this several times, um, you this this innovative way of thinking and understanding the technology that's out there that could could solve something is key. So when we were at Hurricane Michael, um, we had uh, satellite technology that we brought with us. We had um, common operating pictures. We had a way to actually bring together all of these disparate types of communications tools from various uh, first responder agencies so they could all talk to one another. Uh, and, and so if the National Guard, which they were, they were in one place, um, the fire department was in another and the police department was in another and all the communications are down, we actually had all of this in one car, which will be at OCR. It's our, one of our Verizon Response Innovation Can-Ams. And we actually took the network with us. Uh, we also had it in our Verizon Response Innovation Mobile Command Center, but it's a it's a it's a build from multiple collaborative partners, not just from Verizon. So it's amazing then the 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 experience you set up to start off as a, a training exercise. You then also now deploy some of the things that have grown out of that training. Right? Is that sort of what I'm understanding? How you say you you did it? as the exercise, and now you're actually taking those similar things into the field? With a lot of what um, our team has connected with um, in terms of these technology companies, we also had the heart and, and desire to bring a network into an austere environment and help where we can. Uh, so we've done that on a couple of occasions, and um, and it is that part of, of Verizon Response Innovation is growing, and you'll see that at OCR in our OCR innovation um, arena, which will be um, uh, one of our experiential activities we're doing this year. So it, it it will show kind of that genesis and and where we're where we're taking uh, Verizon and OCR into the future. Uh, and that includes 5G. Right, right. So if if um, some of our listeners are not fortunate enough to have this on their schedule to attend this year, what are ways that they can find out about either upcoming events or, or you know, next year and get it 
planned in into their schedule or just to get some of the learning or some of the networking connections that come out of the event? How can people connect to it? The simplest way is to put hashtag OCR 2019 into their uh, search browser and it'll pull up our uh, microsite. Uh, and that is we're going to maintain that microsite and we're going to update it, uh, especially as we move into 2020. So we plan to announce uh, 2020 OCR 2020 at hashtag OCR 2019. So uh, that will give them that direct line of sight into what we're doing. Uh, also on social media, if you put hashtag OCR 2019 uh, into your search, um, you know, into those platforms, you'll also see our videos that we have uh, produced from previous years. Um, also see um, the, some of the videos live uh, coming out of OCR 2019. So our videographers are already set and prepared to photograph uh, in our rehearsal dates, which are next week, uh, and also do videography. So uh, that will be out. It won't be out the rehearsal weeks, but uh, the, the following week for the 19th through 21st. Just one last question in terms of having um, shepherded this uh, idea into a live experiential event and watching it grow over the past three years. Uh, what I don't want to say what's your favorite or what's the most important, but just what's something that comes to mind as one of the positive changes um, that has come into play in the first responder scenarios that kind of brought was born at an OCR and is now brought to life being used in um, in practice today. I think it is for, especially for Verizon, um, we have kind of broken some of the ceilings of a siloed way of, of working uh, across companies and working within our own company. Uh, I am most proud of seeing how, how individuals and companies that were so focused on themselves coming together in this effort because we all have a common goal of, of solving these, these complex challenges and helping to support our, our you know, first responders and our public and private um, you know, leaders. It, it, it's, that, to me, is where people's hearts are coming from. And so they'll, they'll set aside uh, some of the, the barriers that may have been to um, working together in the past, understanding that this has a higher purpose than just you know, us selling our product. Oh, what a fantastic answer. That's, that's just so encouraging to hear. And it, 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 it hearkens to the spirit of service that all of our first responders kind of live and breathe and the amount of their own personal time in many of the volunteer organizations, fire and rescue, and um, some of the professional too. It's not always a nine to five kind of job. It's, it's a calling and um, it's interesting to see that uh, transfer to to folks in a corporate setting. I mean, breaking silos in a company, who would, you know, who would have thought this could pull that off? That's no small feat, right? And, uh, you know, um, so just to sort of wrap things up, I, I would be remiss not to thank um, your family, your, your father and your son for their service to our country in the Guard, and um, to thank all of the military um, current 
and, and past for their service to our country and all the first responders that um, really put their lives on the line and um, help respond to these crises and spend a lot of time and energy learning how to do it in a way that uh, serves the public. So um, just amazing that hashtag OCR 2019. I'm definitely going to follow that and uh, and keep up with what you guys are doing uh, as you prepare for your big event. And uh, so just thank you so much, Tammy. I really enjoyed our discussion. I appreciate your time and your ideas and you have such great energy. It was it was really fun. Thank you. I enjoyed my time with you as well. And I second your your uh, thanks to the uh, servicemen and women, uh, law enforcement men and women. It, 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 it warms my heart to work with them on a daily basis and to um, have OCR for them. So thank you for your time and thank you for, for your support for OCR. Oh, it's going to be a great event. It's our pleasure to work with you on that. And so that'll do it for us today. Thank you so much. I'm Susan Campbell. That wraps another episode of Rugged Rants. Tune in to a new episode and hear from one of my fellow colleagues, Craig Joukowsky or Barry Ross, as they embark on a whole range of topics, each a tough and sometimes bold conversation on the future of innovation and what we can expect as work changes. <laughs> <laughs>